bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. This special edition of Cops is filmed on location with the men and women of law enforcement. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Okay, everyone, be prepared because we, I think there's a tiger near. And, uh, my stupid computer. Okay, here we go. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Where is everybody? Oh, I can see our mushrooms in yeah, yeah. The light. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. No, not at all. There, here we go. All right. Is that Valiant Thor I see hiding behind the tree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, this computer sucks. There's a roar. Okay, here we go. All right. That is back with angry tiger mr yeah. and i am uh eddie valiant from who framed roger rabbit <laughs> what's up roger rabbit uh, <laughs> a lot of issues and uh do-it-yourself uh nothingness right <laughs> what's going on at how are you tonight i am good i'm a little worn out but i'm good cool <laughs> you're like just get the show going <laughs> me too but that song was Sought out for you, sir. Thank I, you, sir. Yes, what what an introduction. I, I am flattered and uh, th and thank you. I, so I, I want I want to hide under the table because you guys know me, right? So I'm like, <laughs> what are you guys up to, Mister Cooper? How are you? No, I was just gonna say, dude, was that not like a jamming song when we were kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was like, and then the you know when the movie came out, and I was, dude, I love the Rocky movies. I don't know Wait, about you guys, Chris. Chris, you are a media guy, so my, I want to know what did you think of the Rocky movies? Which was your favorite one too, if you did like them? Well, I loved the first one, and I thought it had the most realistic ending. He didn't win. 
And that usually what happens, not to be a downer, but it was realistic. Um, this is not going to be popular, but I'm a big fan of the sixth movie because it was actually pretty sad because he lost Adrian and he was by himself and his, his shit kid wasn't paying him any attention and uh, didn't want anything to do with him. And I thought that added another layer and uh, he was mourning for his best friend. And that yeah. was Adrian. She was gone. That added a lot to it. Yeah. And what maybe not so much realistic in terms of like the exhibition match at the end, but it showed that even if you, you know, you get too old, you know, you might have a little bit of fire left. And then I'll even go one better. Uh, Creed, I was really impressed with, which is okay. essentially Rocky Seven, basically. Right. I didn't see that. I didn't catch that. I, I have. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that either. But I've seen the one where Adrian died. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't. I'll be honest with you guys. I have not seen that one. I just, I, if I see something, I'm lucky, right? I mean, I, I yeah. just don't catch a lot of TV movies and stuff like that. So, well, but, that uh, well, that Rocky Balboa was the sixth one that came out in 2006. So it's been a while. Creed was like a few years ago, I think. Yeah, I, I think the last one I seen was uh, the one where where, where Mickey. He's in the street fight with... Um... That was basically Creed. In a way, Creed is like a remake of Rocky V because he takes Creed's... He takes Apollo Creed's unknown son, um, Adonis Creed, and trains him kind of like uh, Tommy Gunn in Rocky V, but a lot better. Okay. A lot more satisfying. And Rocky actually, spoiler alert, is fighting his own battle... And it's not from the, the exhibition match from Rocky Balboa. He gets cancer. And it was in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. <coughs> They're actually helping each other. And uh, it was a sweet story. Uh, Ryan Coogler was the writer and director. He went on to do uh, uh, Black Panther and things like that. Oh, cool. He, he kind of made a personal story about him, himself, and his father, but dressed it up in the lore of Rocky, the world of Rocky. So, uh, wow. yeah, I was pretty impressed with that. And Creed Two, you know what, Creed Two, it's technically Rocky Eight. I'll give uh, Dolph Lundgren credit. Like he he played the Russian uh, Ivan Drago comes back, but they don't do it in a cartoon way like Rocky Four was. They actually treat him like he was a uh, like a washed up fighter that Russia turned their backs on and uh, basically his whole life like ended after Rocky four and they give him kind of like this credibility in grounded in reality. You know, Rocky four is like a comic book. Oh yeah. 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 Rocky He's, four dude. But I'm saying Rocky Creed two Cold War propaganda. Yeah, all pure propaganda. But this, they treat uh, Ivan Drago, the character, the Russian, they actually treat him like a real human being and not a comic book villain. So, and he has a son that he's been training and stuff. So anyway, not to go all on that, but I, I love the Rocky movies and Survivor, yeah, Eye of the Tiger. They actually took, yes. uh, they took lyrics from uh, Sylvester Stallone and incorporated them. And that's how they created the song because he wanted them to do the Rocky three, you know, theme song. So. Well, there's a myth because of the Rocky movies and some of the characters that Mr. Stallone plays that he's a retard. Well, I don't mean to say that. <laughs> that that was bad. That he's not very smart, right? That you know, right. oh Adrian, yo Adrian, oh Mickey, you know, and you know, or or you know, the he, Rambo. He actually where he is. Says, he you actually might is. say five hundred words in the Rambo movie, right? Nothing so. is over. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Murdoch, Murdoch these 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 four line sentences. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming right? to get you, Murdoch. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know. And so, yeah, and then you see the hand. He's 
Yeah, he's gripping it. You can hear it like creaking and and, and then you yeah. see Murdoch go like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then he like bashes the thing. No, uh, Stallone. The reason why he has that um, that was uh, something at birth. The doctors at the time, he was like born in like 46, 47, I think, in New mm-hmm. York City, I think. And the doctors used uh, forceps. Is that the technical term? Uh, during the delivery, like salad tongs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the medical version or whatever. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. It, it pierced the nerve in his uh, his lower, um, in his mouth. It pierced Oh, the, wow. It cut the nerve. So, yo, you're the slur, you know, because I didn't it. know that. And that's why he sounds, as you said, a little slow. But he actually is very intelligent. He's like, you know, in my opinion, you know, but no. Number six says Rambo is a playable character in Mortal Kombat 11. That's interesting. I didn't even know there was a Mortal Kombat 11. 11 right. Mortal Kombat? Are you serious, dude? Well, they added you know, pretty what, they they what do they say? They used to say, finish him. Now, what do they say? Disorate <laughs> him, finish him, and, you know, urinate yeah. on his dead body. Well, Tiger, they, uh, they added. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Leatherface. Wow. a couple of years ago as uh, playable characters. Yeah, so wow, do they and they have special power up powers like Scorpion did, where you can do all these special well, moves and stuff. They give they give Freddy like uh, claws on both hands, which is not technically what he does, but they're in the dream realm apparently. Jason okay. just has his machete. Leatherface just has the chainsaw. And uh, nice, yeah. So stuff that would have been cool in the '80s when we were kids, you know. But, yes, of course. But anyway, so yeah. So what's what else is going on? What's on your radar, Mr. Graves? Welcome, welcome back. I seen you took a little hiatus, and uh, we're glad to, we're we're glad to see your face on the screen, Mr. Graves. Always, really? yes. Well, yeah, yes. No, I'm on I'm on different medications right now, so uh, yeah, just trying to get excess fluid out of my body, uh, trying to make it so that I can sit down without crushing um you know very sensitive material in classified areas <laughs> um, we're waiting to declassify that as i sit so anyway yeah no i'm uh, i'm glad to be here with you guys again and yeah we got a couple things to talk about i think uh i pulled up some stuff are you how familiar i know tom we had already talked but uh tiger how familiar are you with the the late comedian norm mcdonald I don't even know who that is. Oh, this is your then. This is right. You're gonna love this. <laughs> he used to do uh, the weekend update spot on Saturday Night Live in the mid 1990s. <laughs> okay, yeah, on my radar in the mid 1990s, dude. I was, I was, I was living. But you remember? No, in a bad. I was dwelling underneath the donkey's tail. Well, <laughs> so I didn't say, watch uh, Saturday Night Live. Let's just say Saturday Night Live. Uh, Halfway, th- it's a skit show, and halfway through, they would have this thing called Weekend Update, which would be a spoof of the the day's headlines, right? So Chevy Chase got famous by being the first Weekend up- Update host because he would go, "I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not," and he was able to get his name out there so the public. So he became the first star. Anyway, Norm Macdonald uh, was like, uh, after a long line of people like Dennis Miller and Kevin Nealon, you know, to do the, okay. So Norm Macdonald was pretty brutal in terms of telling the truth and he didn't give a fuck. 
He even said that on multiple occasions on Howard Stern. And he was good friends with Artie Lang. You know, he actually is responsible for Artie being on Howard Stern's show. Um, he made the movie Dirty Work. And without going into all his credits anyway, he uh, wasn't shy about calling out politicians and other, you know, stars or whatever on their bullshit. So here's a little clip when he was doing his sitcom called Norm in the late 90s after SNL fired him for making too many O.J. Simpson jokes because mm -hmm. he believed that, you know, O.J. did it. He was um, a little bit into conspiracy stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, was a, he questioned things. Yes, yeah. sir. So he went on to The View to promote his sitcom Norm and Barbara Walters, if you remember yeah, I know who that is. Yes. He was a good friend of certain elites like the Clintons at the time, right? You remember Vince Foster and the Clinton body count? Yes, of course. Well, Norm, this little guy was talking my territories. Norm goes on <laughs> and on and on about how Clinton is a killer. And Barbara Walters is getting very upset because, you know, she's friends with him. But here it is for everyone else that may never have even seen this or heard any about anything about this little uh, nice little clip. Let's see if I can uh, present. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah, he, like he doesn't, he doesn't up. you look happier than a rat in a grain bin there over there because this is great dude you, just watching her squirm is the best dude yes. squirming like a worm on the end yeah of okay let's go boys. can everyone see that yes sir okay yeah here we go Fantastic controversial, hilarious? Well, those are some of the words that are used to describe Norm McDonald's character on his sitcom, Norm. But as you'll see in this clip, people may think twice before they use the words smooth or charming. <laughs> Take a look. Hey, hey, Lori. Hey, look, I can see your underwear there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little desperate, isn't it? <laughs> playing tennis with Shelly. You're playing tennis with Shelly? Yeah. Hey, I have an idea that would even be more fun for you. If I played tennis with Shelly, while well, you, I don't know what you do, who cares? <laughs> and in spite of that, please welcome Norm McDonald. <laughs> What's up, man? Okay, Norm, you're Canadian. Yes, I am. So what do you think of this whole presidential mess? Uh, well, I, I hope that uh, uh, the Democrats don't steal the election from the, uh, the <laughs> women, you know, but who knows? <laughs> you like George Bush, don't you? I love George Bush, man. He's a good man, decent. You know, none of this. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's not a... Uh, a lie or a crook murder or anything like that. So it'd be good to get the. See, I, I don't. I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a 
a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed to, you're not no, allowed to put out no, no accusations without that. That's a little Charlotte. too that's far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either. And I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> Be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you know hear that? No, listen, no, we don't need I to don't want to get into this. this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on there. Exactly. <laughs> get with it. There you go. This is a live show. Not Why? Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay. Let me do this, okay? okay. I'll tell you what's a matter of record. You will not be invited back if you don't shut up. Uh, All right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to be there to begin with. Let's talk football. All right, man, manslaughter. Let's talk football. Norm, Norm, did you ever hear the word on? Oh, oh, the phone is ringing. I certainly hope that somebody calling to tell you to go home. Oh, no. Well, you got a phone ringing. Oh. <laughs> um. Answer the phone. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the thing is this. There, uh, you know Matt Strauss? Yeah, the producer. <laughs> the producer. He told me it would be funny. He said, like, why don't you carry a cell phone on and then let it ring and then have, pretend like there's a guy on it. Is there anybody on it? No, it's a thing. Pretend. You know what, Norm? <laughs> You're a dead man. <laughs> yeah, you talk you know so what, You know what, Barbara? You know what you said about rape and what? Get this man to fight a suit and tell him to shut up. <laughs> Annoyed us. <laughs> but that you, was I un- read that you have, you have actually annoyed one of your idols. Who is that? Oh, the great Bill Cosby. Yeah, what'd you do? Oh my God, I love that guy. He's my hero, you know, just like you, maybe George or uh, Bill Clinton would be your hero. I, I love, I love. There's no stopping you, is there? No, I seem to like Bill Clinton. Yeah, really? And this man leads into our show on Friday night. I know. It's all right, his career's over after this anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Go ahead, Norm. Yeah, Bill Clinton, who's a great man, obviously. You know, everybody has their opinions, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're moving along. Bill Cosby. Now, Bill Cosby is a great man, first okay. of all. There has never been any accusations toward Bill Cosby <laughs> about any. Will you just tell us what you did about Bill Cosby? Oh, I, no, I, I met him. I, I opened for him at a, at a club. And he was a great man, you know. He's my hero of all time. You know how funny Bill Cosby is. Yeah, right? so I'll get to the point. <laughs> I'm going past menopause. Yeah. <laughs> great but anyway. Yeah, he goes a little more into some stuff later on. There's a lot of things I noticed about that. What, okay, like what? <laughs> well, well, number one, before I lose the thought, right? By the way, same here. Awesome shirt. I had that oh, at one point. Thank you, brother. Um, okay, I I detest that was that's Bette Midler, right? That's Joy. No, Joy, no, no, no. That's Joy Behar. Joy yeah. Behar. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. See, they look so much so similar. I don't <laughs> like either one of them. 
But anyway, okay, so Joy Behar, and she's still on this show. I, I'm going to say something, and, and people might hate me for this. She was actually being funny back then a little bit, even though she was dis, she did, didn't like what this guy was saying. She didn't act like an animal, like a like, like an animal who's you know just pure attack, like she would nowadays. Yeah, and it was kind of funny. Let's put all the partisan crap and all the everything that we know aside for a second, and look at the psychology of all this for a minute. And then you know I see that right, and then I look and and another thing, I, the contrast of the crowd, of the view when George Bush. Right, yeah. His picture was there. There were age well. people that applauded. Now, if a Republican president, it doesn't matter. Let's let's again forget Trump. Say it was Bush again or some other Republican president in this day and age was put up there on the views audience. Okay, which is I hate to say this, a lot of single or single moms or mothers or housewives and people who are at home, yeah. okay, with nothing to do. Okay. I've I've witnessed this a rich a very affluent lady I was I was in charge of their their medical cannabis grow right so I, I spent time there and I, I didn't like engaging with her at all because it, it, she was creepy right I I don't know she's just creepy anyway she watched the view and that that's where she got her political opinions yeah. right so so and they would eviscerate Joy Behar would eviscerate a Republican president they would have booed. If you put a Republican president, oh, yeah. up there, that's you know, and and that guy he used humor to he, he was tearing uh, Bill Clinton apart. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind this was pre nine eleven, pre war on terror. So he uh, ever since <laughs> in the years since he he Norm Macdonald even admitted that the, the Cosby thing. You know, in hindsight now, he's like George Bush was like a, a great guy, and uh, Bill Bill Cosby's my hero. That that part, those parts didn't age well. No, yeah, but no, at, the I gonna, at, at the time, he didn't. Bill Cosby wasn't under right. This was two thousand. So, yeah. so he was he was tearing out uh, Bill Clinton and the Vince Foster the body count thing. Yeah. So, so how did his career go? Did it end like Joy Behar said? Did he? You know, or no, was it no, dude. He okay. actually had a great career. He died from yeah. cancer, but yeah, two years ago. Yeah, he still he was still doing you know he was he still doing it. well. He kept it secret too for about ten years, eight years. What do you think about Bill Cosby, Mister uh, Valiant? <laughs> um, well, I had it explained to me by Monica Perez. Uh, it made me think about it a little bit. She had a she had quite a different take on it and i, I don't want to go into it too much because uh can, like, can you give me a quick like synopsis i love monica perez she's a very intelligent lady yes she is like you know that he may uh may have been innocent uh see that's the thing he may have been innocent on a good majority of the cases but see i don't want to say exactly because i can't i can't she's not here to to clarify it right now but She's basically saying just take another look at the uh, that whole situation and that there may be other things that people overlooked or, uh, you know, not saying he was innocent uh, 100%, but that there were other factors. And In other words, they were trying to make him look bad. Yeah. Well, but yeah. He, and you know what? Number six, is, uh, who's in the chat and Patrick's in the chat, um, 
He said, he, number six says, I heard Bill was trying to buy NBC and that wasn't he allowed was. for whatever reason. In yeah. the early 1990s, he made like a hundred, like $500 million offer to buy NBC or something. At one point, he was a very, very powerful guy. He was uh, America's dad, Puddin', Mr. Puddin' Pop, you know? So, yeah. So something that I haven't talked about in the Tigers Den yet because it's important and I just can't put it together in a short amount of time. It requires a lot of deep thought and a lot of care and, and empathy when it's put together is – I believe that African-Americans in our country have been they're underneath a, a plot, a plan. Um, I was listening to David Knight the other day, and he he mentioned how where they think the 2030 agenda is going to be like a 15-minute city. Oh, it's going to be like an Indian reservation. And, and that made me think, you know, and, and kind of got me into this mode of thinking that we need to be really careful with all of this stuff. But because black in in the metro detroit area this is what i have the most experience with and i have experience with it okay the the black community in the hood we call it the hood out here i don't know what you guys call it but it's the same thing. thing okay in the hood they don't leave the hood i you're talking to kids in the or people in the hood you know like a you know an 18 19 20 year old person i had a fireworks stand there I had people I knew from all kinds of different businesses that I was involved in, and they helped me run this fireworks stand. So I was privy to their inner workings. I went to their house. I ate with them. I hung out with them for, you know, three weeks solid, right? You know, um, well, I seen it and we're talking and they're like, what's it like out? You know, they're like, what's it like having uh, in white man's land with, you know, Wendy's and Sonic burgers and grocery stores? Okay, because they don't leave. I'm like, why don't you just go to the if it's so expensive? I'm like, you go to the grocery store there, and it, you know, it's three times what it is at, at like a big grocery store, right? Right. And you're like, why don't you just, dude, cross telegraph over there five miles away? You've got a car, go over there and, and go shopping. Well, that's the suburbs, and I don't want to go there because of the police or whatever idea they have, right? And that's that's a reservation right yeah. they're in there the money that the money that flows through there comes at the first of the month that's when the money is spent so you got it you know that that's how it works other than other than the underbelt the 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 underground market okay but the right. first of the month is when everything's flowing in in the hood i don't know you know if you guys have that experience either Do you yeah, this like, goes back to jim crow you guys know this right well I, I don't know about that all i know is is it's it's a gigantic psychological operation and and it harkens back to you know where i was going with this with bill cosby bill cosby was saying things that needed to be said by a, a an african-american male who lives in this country okay to other african-americans they're not going to listen to you or me saying that OK, just like I'm not going to listen to somebody who doesn't know what it's like to live how I live. Right. You know, or you live. Right. O only they've been brainwashed to identify as a gigantic group, you know, where and I'm saying everybody does that. But us and our listeners, guys, you got to realize most of them don't think that way anymore. You know, most right. people in mass do. Right. And the African-American community. And I'm not saying this in any way. I was there. I, I did business there for years. They are prejudiced. If I, I see almost more prejudice, or maybe they're not as good as hiding it as white people or in the suburbs are there than I seen in my normal suburban life growing up, and you know, just dealing with people. And, and, and I don't know what what it, why that is, but but it's the truth. So 
but but he was saying things that needed to be said. He was a leader, you know, and, and all of a sudden now he's he's raped a bunch of women and you know done all kinds yeah, of no, horrible things. Kind of that kind of takes the credibility out of a fella because I do think he did rape quite a few of those. So, so I don't know. I mean you do but when he's telling people like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor to clean up their language on stage. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was my. Well, dude, that's not what. That, pull yeah, up, no, but he was telling the young, the young black guys to pull up their pants and all this stuff. Is that what you're, you were I, meaning? Well, not only that, but dude, when he was, look, you got to realize something. When he's telling Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy to clean up their mouth, dude, because he, they, they're smart enough to be funny without throwing out f bombs everywhere. Yeah, but here's the thing. Cool. Here's the thing, Tiger. Um, I don't know about Eddie, but. Richard knew what Bill was up to behind the scenes. But not only that, Richard so, Pryor before yeah. was clean. He didn't even cuss when he did in his early days. Right. He, he started like, out like Bill I Cosby. Yeah. Him, and, him and George Carlin would be on the Ed Sullivan show. Clean act, dude. He yeah. could. He, he chose not to because no one's squeaky clean. You know what I mean? And well, no, I get it. Dude. Cosby, I get it. But I, maybe he was <laughs> looking at a bigger picture than just the fame the fortune what's going to sell what's going to be flashy what's going to be funny at that time because right. they were cutting edge because of the f-bombs remember that that era of comedians it, it was vulgarity that's right. what it was right right and even and, and funny stuff which we can't have anymore funny you know making fun of each other's races hmm. that's, hey, that's how you know that's i how i you know i grew up making you know, we all made fun of each other. You know, there wasn't any, it, it wasn't a racist thing by any means. You know, if, uh, if I, if Franco was my friend and when we were in, in grade school or junior high or whatever, he'd call me a WAP or call, I'd call him a WAP. He'd call yep. me a half breed. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, it wasn't a big deal, you know? Exactly. Well, you see, exactly. Keep, in mind, keep in mind, the Bill Cosby thing was like the Harvey Weinstein thing. It was an open secret, which pretty much everybody... Yeah, I don't know all the facts. That's why yeah, I'm they, they pretty much, like for, at least in the case of Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy was a young, you know, a young comedian at the time. Richard was about Bill Cosby's age. So when Bill Cosby's making remarks like that to him, and Richard kind of has an idea of what's going on in Bill's like uh, extracurricular activities. It's like, dude, you fucking are raping women and drugging them, and you're gonna tell me to like, you know, not curse on stage? Okay, yeah. see, I didn't know that. It's just a kind of like, uh, well, you but you also, I mean? have, you also have to look at it too. The people that are living in the ghetto aren't gonna take Bill Cosby serious because he's got money, right? You know what I mean? So, um, in in their eyes, that he's he's just an Uncle Tom. Yeah, that's 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 but, a big problem. But prior to all that, he was all about the education, go to college and things like that, you know, and he was pushing all that, which I would agree with. But then when you find out the other side of him, you know, I agree with what he was saying in terms of, you know, not just inner city kids, but just American kids in general should be able to go, should get further education, you know, and college, you know, college and everything but when you find out you know the source of uh you know i don't know dude, it just leaves uh in terms of legacy or anything like yeah you have to question everything then you know yeah. about bill cosby 
And, yeah. and you know, and here's the thing is they, they do this, they do this to people like him all the time. You know what I mean? Like uh, Arbuckle, Fatty Arbuckle, Fatty Arbuckle back in the day. Yeah. He was accused of some stuff that he never did, but it ruined his career for the rest of his life. Yeah. Kind of like, and Michael Jackson, dude. I mean, we all need to look into Michael Jackson. Everyone wants to think he's a pedophile, dude. But a lot of people don't know that he was chemically castrated as a child to keep his voice low. Did any of these uh, kid actors come out and say that he molested them? None of them did. You know, I'm sure there were accusations from people that were outside of the act acting industry. You know, and I'm not, I, I don't know for 100%. My one buddy sure. argues this too. When you get accused by people for doing things and, it, you know, you go to criminal court, there's also the civil suit. Yeah. For these, and the all the money. And the insurance company pressures you to settle a lot of the time too. Yeah. And they're going to settle because it costs a lot of money for them lawyers. It's easier for them just to settle than it is to pay five lawyers, you know, $10 million, yeah. you know, and then it automatically, you know, makes you guilty in the court of public opinion, right off that. You know, well, you settled, you must be guilty, you know? Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. I don't know. There's a lot there to the Michael Jackson story. That, but yeah, and I'm not saying he is, or he isn't. Cause I don't know 100% for sure. So I don't want to make any accusations. We don't know about, about any of this stuff. Yeah, I know, we, know, we know a lot to gather. A, a, I would say an educated opinion or hypothesis, but we, right. we never know for sure. Right. Yeah. And people do get set up all the time and people, you know, there are people that do horrible, horrible things. So it goes both ways. So the me too thing, when that was going on, I had to, you know, I had to feel a certain way about, you know, the accusers and, you know, the of accusers. course, why didn't they come out and say something sooner? Now, all of a sudden, everybody's right. running their mouth about yeah. Harry, Harry and trying to get money. Well, there's that aspect to it. But also, sometimes it's a case of like with Cosby or Weinstein, these people are the fucking king of their industries and very powerful at a certain time. They may not be when it's like, you know, down the line, like 2017, when, you know, it may have been a little safer to be like, you know what, uh, I've been dealing with this for years. This guy is not God. You know, I may be able to uh, you know, shine a light. And there were a lot of people in Weinstein's case that didn't even want any money. They just wanted to tell their story. And right, right. And that adds well, well, those are the ones I had more respect for than the, well, like a bunch of these actors and actresses that were trying to come out and get money out of it. You know what I mean? And that's hard to tell too. Who is you know trying to get money and who's being legitimate? Like it's hard. It's a hard thing because you know, there were there were men and women. I feel that didn't do anything and they got set up and they got a raw deal on that side of things too. You know, right? It's a tricky thing. In terms of Cosby, going back to what you were saying before I went off on a tangent, what were you trying to say, like with what he was telling just the community and things? Because well, anybody who tells the black community the truth, like even Louis Farrakhan, I do not agree with Louis Farrakhan at all, right. but he's willing to tell them the truth. The black Hebrews, uh, what I've seen on their social media, what I've seen posted by you know the the people just trying to stir everybody up and, and and the ones i've met is a little bit different i've met a couple of them i he i walked five miles with a black hebrew guy with the dog and we talked philosophy and religion right 
and he was totally cool with talking with me. He wasn't, you know, caring about what color I was or that I was a Christian, a white Christian, which I studied the black Hebrew white philosophy. You know, I'm, you know, almost like a, uh, infidel, you know, because of what my belief in my skin color and stuff. And, but anyway, um, even them, I like to see them get the truth in some way, shape or form. I don't like, it's not healthy right now, but at least Bill Cosby was trying to tell them things that other, other black people in the media were not telling them you have, dude, you have a culture driven by a music industry do you understand i i mean you guys i I'm, I'm not trying to be kind of i didn't mean to say that like that the I'm introduction sorry. of gangster rap and the uh the drug culture and things right and, yeah uh, dude this really bothers me a lot because i seen it i seen what it does to the culture dude it's it's really horrible i have a friend who works who has his own house he bought a house on auction because they you know they're cheap down there he rebuilt his house okay all right. He has a he, he got a he has his girlfriend. He has his kids. He takes care of them. And the guys that I first met him with, who are still doing what they're doing at 15, at 45, are telling him that he's not loyal to the. He's friends with me. He comes out here. He's not loyal to the hood. He's not loyal to the block. He's not part of them he, anymore. You know, he's he, because he lives this different lifestyle and he doesn't, you know, play this game with them. Right. So because they want him to take, you know, a phone and and, 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 and and do something stupid and make 50 cents a day or whatever. I'm being sarcastic. Make 100 bucks a day and risk your freedom for nothing, right? You don't want to be a part of that or some other kind of nonsense they bring in. So he's not part of everything anymore. And and I'm not I'm not saying, oh, that they have a there's a culture that is rich in this country that if they looked at it. And they embrace that instead of this music culture. And it's getting worse. Now, you used to go back. Now, Tom, you're my age, right? Now, Chris, yes, sir. back in the day, black folks, hey, man, you want to do some acid? Oh, no, I ain't doing that. Hey, man, you're going to drink some uh, some scissors, you know, some cops? Oh, no, hell no. Hell no, white boy, I ain't touching that. That's for crazy people. You're going to snort some coke? Hell no. You're going to take some pills? Hell no. Now, because of the music, that is part of the culture and this is the thing they were a beta this is what white people in the suburbs don't get they were a beta test for this bro they were a beta test they live in an indian reservation they are subsidized for the government by the government the male has been taken out it doesn't matter how they took him out with the prison system and the drug war right that doesn't matter that, that he's been taken out. Now you can take him out with video games, with soy, with all this other high tech crap. They got the mail once again. Now nationwide has been taken out. This culture has been turned into pop culture. If you go into the suburbs and you listen and you watch and you see what, what, what popular white teenagers are doing, it's the same behavior that's going on in the hood. Only they have more money. This is all by design. This is all by design, okay? And you've taken the male out, the low testosterone levels through the chemical castration by the new world or whatever you want to call it. There's been a chemical castration through food, through water. And then the video games. Look, gaming a little bit. I played Nintendo. I still got, I've got like a Raspberry Pi. I get gaming, my kid games. Gaming a little bit to, to let off some steam and have some fun is like playing the guitar or whatever, doing a fun thing. 
I get it. But it's it's an addiction. Not only the gaming. Now, forget the gaming. These things in the social media and the TikTok and the porn. You don't have to leave the house and all your pleasure centers, almost like cocaine or another you know drug that does dopamine effect like this. All of them are being stimulated at the same time and some Pavlovian level. We're we're in trouble. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to turn this. No, around. no, no, dude. Hey, I, you're. I, you ask me, bro, and it's. I'm sorry. No, I, this I, is. Hey, th- thank you for giving your. You know what you. This this is what we like on our show. You know, um, we want to hear what you have to say. You know, can I ask, you, can I ask you something? Can you can you continue? Right. <laughs> never apologize, dude. Never fucking apologize. Pardon my but, language, but um, we're apologizing. At, I think this this um. This all started with the Native Americans. Uh, they're still being persecuted to this day, way worse than the black people. Um, their life expectancy for a male on, on, on a reservation is 46 years old, and it's less for women. Women are being stolen off the reses on daily, you know, um, but, and they're not telling us about this in the news. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I could get my wife right now and have her look up a bunch of articles and in Alaska, right? Is one of the problems here in the United States as well. No, but well, Alaska technically is, but that's where a lot of uh, Native American women are going missing is in like Alaska, right? There and here in the United States. Well, I know Alaska's, but right. what I mean is, you know, right. here. Yeah. Um, and then it continued. So Jim Crow, everybody thinks that was a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It was great for the black people because they had their own communities. They had their own banks. They dealt with them with their, within their black people. You know what I'm saying? Their, their communities. Right. And they thrived. They saw this and they were like, no, we can't have, we can't have the blacks owning banks. None of that. We can't have them being like normal, you know, citizens. Yeah. So that's why they got they did the Jim Crow thing. And then what happened? The ghettos come and it just spreads. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting because you know what's interesting, Tom, is if you look at uh, Hell's Kitchen. Okay, I love this example because I I, 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 the one thing that that has happened to African-Americans and people are going to might get mad when I say this, but this is the truth. They have been sold this lie of victimization and, and it boggles my mind that they they that it sinks in with them because look what the hell they went through and look where they're at now and and i know that there's a lot there's still racism but we've had presidents and brain surgeons and cops and mayors and supreme court judges and, and and all kinds of stuff i mean even in the real world i live in i see a lot of black working professionals in the suburbs so i see that and, and but they have this victimization thing that's been sold to them, right? So they'll they'll never look at it like, hey, we were. Can you imagine? I'm very empathetic. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine waking up in the morning and thinking because of the color of your skin that the whole world is against you, and you're being told this on a daily basis. And, and I hope, I, I don't know if you guys would agree with me in saying this. I, I really wanted both of you to tell me. It ain't, it ain't so. Nowadays, bro, it ain't so. It may be in some places, but that's with everybody, I think. It's not it's like, like with the transgender thing, dude. It's uh, being pushed by other powers, in my opinion, like the, the race, the George Floyd thing. Like, I think all that was engineered 
I'm I'm kooky conspiracy guy. 100%, no, I'm hundred percent. I think you. divide and conquer works, and why change it? So it continues. The beat goes well, on. The black people are behind this. They are the ones pushing this to the black people. All their black leaders are all they're all scumbags. They're well, all getting they're, paid. They're, 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 and they're all the lying. Leaders. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, you know, look, and I just want to let you gentlemen know Malcolm X is one of my heroes. Um, and and but you know, and Jesse Martin Luther Jackson, King, Jesse Jackson, that dude's a scumbag. That dude is a fucking Jesse, scumbag. And they're oh yeah, they're continually, and, and he does nothing to, but bring the black people down. Al this Sharpton, is what I'm saying. Al Sharpton was a was a pimp. Uh, he worked for the Al FBI. Sharpton's doing the same. Sh he was part. He was part of the the. Continual, those two guys are continually propped up after every like race riot or any uh, because they were behind the assassination of their government agents. I love it. Six, six sure. is so succinct sometimes when he, he puts not sometimes all the time, Mr. Six. Um, well, most of the time, nobody's perfect. No, anyway, victimization can be used to cancel out. And this is what I'm, this is the problem that I have. And this is responsibility that would empower and individualize people. That is excellent, Six. And it, I, yeah, there it is. And there's, that's, you have to take some responsibility. It's, you know, okay, we had the drug war. We got the crack law. Okay, here's an example, right? That was targeted at, black, at, at urban areas, mainly black urban areas or, or poor areas, right? Okay. We, we got mandatory minimums, right? And all this crap. I Looking at the rules of this game, no, whether I need street credit or not, I have a mama or I have whatever at home, and I'm poor, and I get it. Because these people are poor, poor. And they'll teach you how to be happy, too, poor. I'll never forget that either. I'll tell you that later. But... That's but, freedom right there, brother. But 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 am I going to do this thing that's going to get me locked up and away from my family, maybe for life, or get me shot, or get me involved with someone who might shoot my house up with my mama in it or my Let kid? Ask, in it? Can I ask you a question real quick? Were you thinking that way before you got locked up? No, because I no, sure I wasn't. wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. So okay. here's here. I understand where you're coming after, from, Tom, Tom. What happens after again? I'll, don't let one more thing because I need your mind on this. This is another thing. So if you look at the facts and the figures, the recidivism rate, okay, the rate at which they're incarcerated per capita compared to other ethnicities, there's something wrong. There's absolutely something wrong, right? 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 So, so help me connect these things. Where when I went to prison and I got out. I didn't consider it a part of life. I considered it one of the most horrible things that I've ever been through. And I never want to do that to my friends and family ever again, you know, and put them through that. So I'm going to do everything I can to stay out. Right. That doesn't happen for some reason. Where, where is the disconnect with that? Well, in my case, dude, the last time I got out, I got strung out again, started doing drugs, but I caught myself and I said, Hey, you can't keep doing this shit. That's what I told myself. So I knocked it off. You know what I mean? Went cold turkey, uh, smoked a lot of weed, <laughs> slept a lot, you know, and uh, and I've been pretty good so far. You know what I mean? Um, but here's here's one thing I would like to say, and I, I think this pertains to most males. And th this comes from from uh, from uh, 
Bill Cooper. Um, he says males should not get married before the age of 36. And I kind of agree with that a little bit because up until, you know what I mean? Up until my late thirties, I was still full of piss and vinegar. You know, I wasn't ready to be settled down, taking care of a wife and a kid and whatever responsibilities that came along with, you know? Um, but yeah, this last time I, last time we, I got out, I definitely caught myself, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I, you do not want to go back there, you know? Um, no, hell no, man. I was like, oh, hell, to, because I went back. I went back. I did the rest of my pro, parole, right? Or my, yeah. They call it parole and federal, for, you know. But I went, and, and that's when I did all the Con Air, all the Con Air bullshit. Guys, we have, at, Chris, can I, can, can I read these? We got some great Absolutely. Um, listen, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right because there's an X in front of it. I think it's Zeister uh, Quadruple uh, One. Um he said that people never really, and I love this because this is, he's hitting the nail on the head. People never really had a problem with people unless they were told so. I, I agree with that 100%. And then we got, um, I think, Selsbury. The three strikes, and, and thank you for pointing this out, Selsbury. You, you are right. The, the three strikes rule affects everyone. The main difference, which you touched on before, is one group is, is brought up brought up taught they can't do anything except rap and, and sports while the other is told the opposite and then mr vra wants that's to vince go. i i that's vince no, hey i don't like those things man just so you know he's talking about shark bites i don't like them things oh you don't like the shark bites <laughs> no, for, for yeah eventually they eventually they wear out oh really i didn't oh know yeah that. yeah yeah so I, I, I if, if, personally, I, I just like to use a, as a less fittings as possible, less fittings, less leaks. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. That's <laughs> well, for those that are listening, what what are you referring to? Um, uh, plumbing. He's talking about a shark bite. Well, he's calling it a gator, but uh, they're called shark bites, and okay. basically they're like a. So we use this stuff. It's like a plastic. They call it PEX. It's not plastic, just so you okay. know. But that's what I'm using for you know reference, okay. and. Uh, you can connect these things straight to the, and you can use them for copper too. They make them for copper and in um, pecs, and basically what it just slips right on and it locks, and then you can use uh, use that as a fitting. But it's normally in case like you have to cut out a fitting to right. add, yeah. So, okay. all right. Just in case. So, <laughs> Just in case someone's listening on Spotify, they're they're not privy to the chat, so that's why I figured. Yeah, out. no, just uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. no that's but hey, thanks for thanks for being in there, uh, Vince. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Vince, what's going on, Mr. Agnelli? Hey, and I want to uh, do a little announcement. We might do a little show with Harps in the morning tomorrow. Yes. So, uh, kind of keep an eye out for that, maybe. Absolutely. So Harps is feeling good enough to start doing shows, eh? Harps. I, maybe yeah. I shouldn't say this, but he had a beer today. <laughs> Hadn't had a beer in 50-some days, 52 days or something Remember like that. Remember, Harps, alcohol is a solvent. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But anyway, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, the black community. Oh, okay. That's right. No, I just yeah, want to say um, I understand where you're coming from, A.T., you know, but um, it, 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 when these younger black gentlemen, they see other older gentlemen um, out there on that corner making that, that quick cash, 
you know that's easier to that that looks easier to them than going out and uh doing some sheetrock or working on a car you know what i mean and then uh the fact that they don't really have any skills because they don't have any um solid men around to, to teach these youngsters you know th i think that plays a lot into it you know well they're, they're a great a great um and I don't mean this in in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, as it's great, but it's it's an example of what happens when you take the male leadership role absolutely out of the tribe, out of the family, out of the the community. Okay, and if you do that, you can do that on any level, and and this is what you get. And and you know, honestly, if you look at America as a whole, it's step away from the black community, and it started, I I think maybe with my generation, the amount of single parents and divorced households, last two kids. Yes, sir. And that kind of thing, I think that also. Now you look at what we have today. You know, I, I just I'm, and I'm not. This isn't a religion or anything. I'm just saying, look at that. It, 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 there's but examples. But now there. today, you take the mother out too. The mother's out of the equation. Well, yeah, we're take now. We've moved to the next step. The state has moved to the next step, Mister Wormsworth, and taken, <laughs> you know. The mother yeah. out of the equation. They're good. They're trying to take gender out of the equation. And Chris, I know we 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 don't disagree on this, but but it's a little bit something that I pay attention to a little bit more than you. That that's not good. That I'm paying attention to because they are trying to take gender. I think the whole transgender thing is to try to minimize gender roles and genderism and how important they are. The worst because they want to turn you into a robot, dude. That's why they don't care about genders. That's why they don't care about moms and dads anymore. Because the government wants to take your shit, your kids, and it's working. Do Look you the know schools. what you're missing? Think about this for a minute. So you and I, all three of us, and everybody in this chat, including Mister Agnelli, okay, who who's only a couple years older than us, okay, have been socially engineered and taught to objectify women this bother this is something i learned about myself a couple of years ago and it really really bothered me because it is not an easy thing to stop doing because, because it's we almost, it's been bred into us it, it's yeah. I, it's been brained into us it's i don't think it's been bred into us i think well we got it from our dads well yeah and you know sex, what i mean well i i i think we got it more than more from society bro yes yeah, my dad well, didn't teach me to objectify women at all no my dad didn't either but you know what i mean like it, it, when he saw a night a woman with a nice pair of boobs he said something you know what well, i mean of course yeah of course yeah so and, is that not a that's objectifying women exactly exactly and, and i understand the whole instinct thing of looking for wider hips or or or, or you know bigger <laughs> breasts or stuff but well it's you know but yeah. but still, our our society do glorifies that. That glorifies that part of the woman only. That's the only part that's important. Sex is glorified. Sex is way too important to us as a society. I think, you know. And, and, and what's wrong with you, angry? No, I'm just looking at this in a, in like a realistic way. In the way like, they portray sex and and pornography is not it's not real. So they give no. like the younger generation. Oh yeah, like, distorts males big time. When, that, yeah, gives when they when they go to be with another woman, you know, yeah. it's like a, they just want to kill it. You know what I mean? And that's not 
That's not what you're supposed to do with a woman, dude. Young women are (laughs) young women are seeing this as well and thinking. Yes, we do have women viewers. There's women in. Yeah, Rhonda's in. Good evening, Rhonda. I'm not being. Yeah, no, I'm just. I'm saying like, and it's giving uh, younger women the wrong idea too that that they should accept certain things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're objectifying themselves. They're placing the value that they should have any other things that we're missing, right? And as men, we're getting cheated. They're getting cheated. They're placing that value. They're taught to place that value on their bodies and how they look. And that's a horrible thing to do because then that creates a pressure, right, on them. You know, so it's – Dude, you know what – It creates a pressure on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because the guy thinks he's got to be a porn star in the bedroom. You know what I mean? And that's not reality. That's not how it's supposed to be. Well, you and well, your yeah. your partner are supposed to connect with each other. This is supposed to be fun and loving yeah. and caring. You know what I mean? And it's like another world. Yeah, absolutely. And well. now there now there's violence like introduced and normalized now in with because of the pornography. Like it's. You know. Yeah, dude, exactly. And it, 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 you're you're missing the special things about it, you know. And and, and back to, you know, here's another thing. As as a man, I've come to realize like I said, I've come to realize this over the last few years here. We're missing the beauty of of women for real, for real. Like like yes. the nurturing, the caring, Absolutely. the, the we the, are the missing mother, moms. the flower, the moms. The, dare I say the homemaker. Yes. 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 Listen. Men's to hate mail. Here's here's how. If I could go back to being a caveman, that would be the best. Because I go out. I go. I go out and I kill. I bring it home. Mama. Mama cooks. Drag the woman back by her hair. No. No dragging anybody by the hair. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I I bring the kill home. Mama cooks for for us and the kids. We're all happy. I go I out and do it. I go out cave, and do it. Cuddly caveman. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Bridgestone. <laughs> yeah. I go out and do it again. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no violence uh, is necessary when I say caveman days. You know what I no, mean? No, and I don't think it's so. So people understand, Tom, this is the weird thing about this. When we talk like this, like like liberals and, and, and pro women stuff and all that, they think we're like, oh, lock the woman in the house and she has no rights. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. Men, no. men have a certain role and women have a certain role. That's just, it's built into us, you know? Do you it's think the, the pioneers, dude, you could not act like, you guys had to get along to live and homestead a farm and and have your kids and animals and be successful. The successful people didn't lock their wives in the cellar, right? And beat them and just, that's not enslaved them. That's not, it didn't work that way. Yeah. Oh, Hey, uh, I'm going to be real upfront with everybody. My wife runs our family. Um, She takes care, you know, as best she can, she takes care of the the home, you know, your wife just rocks in general. So there you go. And and so, you know, Tom, it's, I'm gonna find uh, I'm gonna find the special applause button that I downloaded earlier. Keep nice. Going. Um, she runs she runs the family, and if anything gets out of line, then I I step in and and take care of it. You know, um, that's just how we like to do it. You know, um, it might be different in other homes, and that's fine. You know, but uh, my my wife's made me the man I am today because if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be locked up again. Nice. So, um, she's 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 my best friend. 
Um, Chris, you're my best friend too, but you know, my wife's my, my best friend. Um, I, I understand. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we, we have discussions, we have discussions every Sunday. We always talk about topics, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And so I that's how, that's how we do it at home. You know, I that's how, how we get along. Yeah, um, I don't like being away from my wife, to be honest with you. Um, we're, we're together. Uh, at, I, when I go to work, I'd rather be here at home. I'd rather be here with my wife, to be honest with you. Um, and she, ha she likes it that way too. But, uh, you know, the system's made it to where we both have to work and, and it, basically the kids suffer for that. You know what I mean? They didn't, they don't get the, the proper, you know, mom, Hey, moms, moms are very important in the family. They, they nurture, they teach, they love, and this is what our children need. And this is what they aren't well, getting. They, so, they you know? soften the aggro in the male. That's needed. Yeah, There's a absolutely. Between men and it's the yin and the yang, men, brother. Men strengthen and, and give women steel, the steel that they need to deal with certain situations. You know, my, you have to be able to recognize the differences between men and women and, and then the strengths and the, and the, and the weaknesses. And then realize that it's a beautiful design because we complement each other. But this is the problem with what we live in this postmodern era here, and it's destroying the roots and the fabric of that. And now people have problems in their relationships because their roles are totally, and I'm not I don't mean your role like that's what you're supposed to do. The way that we're set up to meld together like that and 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 accommodate each other's weaknesses and strengths has been deteriorated to the fact to the matter that we're having problems communicating. Communication between couples is breaking it's very down. important because the woman the woman the man is scared i think men nowadays are scared not to be like you know show a little bit of aggro the woman is is looking for a little bit of the aggro and she's you know scared to look for that because she's she wants to be, a, to be feel safe yeah a strong That's woman what, yes so, so there's this these people <laughs> there's a, a miscommunication that's just one one area of where this occurs you know because of that that breakdown of how we're supposed to be. Well, we a lot of that's been pumped into us to programming. You know what I mean? Like we we see you know it's men men most men don't even want to talk to women nowadays because they're afraid to. No. You know because they might say the wrong thing or something, and then the the, the woman gets mad. You know, um, that's terrible. You should be able to talk to women. You know exactly. Exactly. You know, I think it's much worse than that, Tom. Chris, what do you think? I think a lot the younger generation. So under my kids' age, I you know the eighteen to twenty-five year olds. I think that they're awkward socially. I think that they're not able to to dating. Dating's not a thing anymore, and that is that uh, plays a part in uh, this population control stuff. Uh, Our schools that, as well. You mix that with the. Uh, you know, the jab, you know, what it's doing to women's ovaries, what it's doing to sperm count, uh, the transgendered agenda that gets thrown in the mix, destroying the, the family unit, the nuclear family, whatever you want to call it. Uh, kids just don't go out and they don't even go out like as, you know, friends anymore. Like going to the movies or something is like a, a thing of the past now. And that's what most dates used to be, dinner and a movie, right? That's not really a thing anymore. And then when people are at restaurants, 
they're sitting across from each other and they're texting other people. Yeah, that's crazy. It's I over. Want, so you guys hold on a minute. I've got a <laughs> in my house. I, I must see them. I see about them. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. okay. J, J, JB's calling us gay in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all happy, right? Hey, man. I have a great relationship with my wife. Um, I'm happy. She's happy. What? Else? Well, you know, I mean, I, I we try we try to push this on to other people. You know what I mean? Like, not push it, but you know, like they ask and push your good. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are all a bunch of fags. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, I tried to find the applause button for and, you. <laughs> No, not the fart thing. No, right. that, no, 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 I meant the. I don't know where the applause. I could have sworn I had. A no worries, JB. It, that was funny, brother. I was, I was laughing when I saw that. <laughs> we were getting a little silky there. Yes. Oh, little. Uh... But you know what? Here's the. Here's a lot of the problem is is people don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Um, most women and men. In relationships, can't talk to each other because they just—it's because they can't stand each other for one thing. Yeah, you know, I happen to like my wife. And she happens to like me, and that's you know? a rare thing. Which yeah, is, which is very odd. <laughs> um, you know? you know, it's and it just sucks because you see you see it a lot in couples. You know what I mean? That they, well, what look at what happened? Well, look at what happened with the corona. Yeah, yeah. people got locked down. Uh, that were living together and now they're not together anymore because they found out they couldn't stand each other. And domestic violence went up. Yeah. Child abuse went up. Yeah. That lockdown did a lot of damage in many, many ways. And they knew that was going to happen, Chris. That's why they did that. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. they weren't shutting down no liquor stores or the or the dispensaries, no. were they? Or, yeah. you know, and, and, they and made, I was they made the claim that it would cause seizures if the alcoholics didn't get their, you know, which you can, but they had no qualms about shutting down the gun store, the church. Well, they were shutting them down in L.A., just so you know. The... Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, no, no. Kudos to uh, your missus. Uh, here's the applause. Thank you, sir. She is a good woman. Yes. Very much. Um, hey, and I'm just going to say, Vince, we would like to get you on this show here sometime yeah, Vince, soon. Yeah, uh, won't come on um, any of my shows. Uh, now I'm starting to get a complex. Uh-oh. Well, uh, we'll just have to keep bugging him. He'll eventually <laughs> say yes. <laughs> you say me. Um, you know, I just like to have Vince uh, come and talk because he's... Oh, he's, I would love to talk to him. But okay. he's, yeah, he's he's a very smart gentleman. Uh, I enjoy his uh, conversation. Yeah. I like uh, I like a guy that goes by the name of Pat too. Yeah, Patrick, absolutely. I uh, dude, uh, we're gonna. I haven't said anything to him yet, but yeah, we're definitely gonna get him on once a month. Um, I just been because you you were under the weather and I didn't want to press any issues oh, or anything. Yeah. I just want Chris to get better. That's all. So yeah. well, I'm getting better, buddy. Where did he have to go? Did he went to a Porter John or something? No, but um, Vince asked. Uh, I asked Chris a question the other day, and he didn't answer me. Where? <laughs> Are you sure it was Chris? No. <laughs> Lying will get you everywhere. <laughs> yes. Or it gets or, you in trouble or, too. <laughs> or, it'll, or it'll get you lonesome. Yeah. 
Hey, Chris, I wanted to talk about that article that you dropped me the other day and a couple other people about time travel, and I didn't get to it. <laughs> it's the sad, incredible Hulk music. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Bill Bixby I'm, walking yeah. away because he's alone. No, I anyway, yeah, that. the time travel by the Scientific American of all of all magazines. Scientific America? The Scientific American, which is uh, oh, okay. prestigious science uh, magazines. I was surprised they had a... Not surprised, but it caught me off guard that they would have a whole article about the possibilities of time travel. And that's that that's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was watching something today, or this is today or this morning or something, but they're talking about oh, it was Donut that guy was telling you about on Rockfin. Yeah. Um, the donut they, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys have a chance, you guys should check out that dude on Rockfin. <laughs> J.B. Morrison, I heard he was calling me names. <laughs> he was just teasing. I know he was just teasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're strong enough not to show, strong enough not uh, not to be scared to show our soft side, right? No, now. not at all. The new anyway, sound effects, I, I love it. I to know what in the Sam Hill that was. What in Sam Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I even have the Mr. Belvedere theme. <laughs> now that guy was gay. He sat on his own. Streets on the China never mattered before. Never heard this before, did Bob Euchre, Bob the uh, Milwaukee uh, sports Yeah, player. I know who he is. He acted on it, you know. But anyway. So, Tiger, uh, I found an article for you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, that you may be interested, or perhaps not. We'll find out. It has to do with uh, Sasquatch. Oh, or nice. known as Bigfoot. Uh-oh. And his FBI file. Really? Yeah. I that heard about that. I heard the whisperings of that through the week. Yeah, well, the Chupacabra was talking all about it. He, uh, the Chupacabra. The Chupacabra. All right, here we go. Okay, so this was a couple of years ago, I believe, that they did a file dump or whatever. Uh, June 6, 2019. Bigfoot's FBI file reveals strange story of a monster hunter and 15 mysterious hairs. Oh, they uh, found some hairs, huh? Yeah, look at I that. remember you, the story. Go on. The yeah, hair you, story. It was uh, the U.S. government released Bigfoot's FBI file yesterday, June 5th. It contains a few news clippings and some formal letters to and from a monster hunter in the 1970s, leading to an examination of 15 hairs and some skin the hunter believed came from a Bigfoot. So the FBI decided to use the taxpayer's money and open up a file on uh, this gentleman or, yeah, mysterious creature. And, uh, yeah, so. So have you guys ever heard of the, the gentleman? I don't, this was way back in the day, like cowboy days. Um, so I'm not exactly sure on the date um, Frontier. or year. Frontier but, uh, time. Yeah. So he claimed that he shot a, a, a Sasquatch and, uh, he, I, I don't know what he, how he did it, but he supposedly had it in a glass coffin. Oh, uh, I know where you're going this. Yeah, I know. I remember and, this. He took it like on a on a tour kind of thing, you know, like the Ripley's been yeah, and people would come look at it and whatever. But he supposedly let somebody uh 
take the the body to do some you know check it out or whatever and uh, he says when he got when he got it back that it wasn't a real it was a fake body (laughs) (laughs) so did he really have a bigfoot body or what it's pretty hilarious it's possible that's been shot down the memory hole i just tried finding it Oh, that story? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I got those articles somewhere. Um, oh, you know, I see things in the woods. And and I have friends who live up north who are, are very uh, critical thinkers, and they see things in the woods. And uh, there's things that I can't explain. You know, trees being twisted, twisted in half, like twisted up. What does that? Wind does not do that. Do you think the Sasquatch uh, urinates quite a bit? Like if they were on, on diuretics, possibly? I don't know. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> so what kind of have you seen any structures yet? You know I have, but this is the problem. Not far enough out in the woods, and neither has my friend gotcha. seen any structures to say that they're a Sasquatch structure. I have seen far out in the woods things up in trees that are are not natural. So when you're in the woods, like if you're tracking an animal or like you're looking, you, you have this eye, okay? And one eye knows what belongs there and what's natural, right? Right. And one eye says, oh, that, that seems either symmetrical or it's out of place. So you look, if you find symmetry, that's usually not natural, right? So, or say you're looking at a paw print, right? That's going to, it's going to mess things up. There's going to be a pattern, right. right? So that's more of a natural symmetry. When, when you see something like a, a straight line, or you see uh, four four branches that are broken off from a maple tree in an oak tree, forty feet up in like a square, like a a haphazard square, but a square. Okay, you you tend to wonder how in the hell did that get over there? This tree, there's no limbs hanging over the other tree, and the maple tree is nowhere near the oak tree limb wise. Did the wind? I mean, these limbs are you know that big around. How did they get over there? Right. You know, weird stuff like that. You know, we, 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 we hunt mushrooms. Lion's mane's up. Right? It's up in the tree. I love those mushrooms. <laughs> up in the tree. Right? So you get usually looking up. So you see a lot of strange things like that. Or twisted branches in the tree. Or saplings that have been twisted and, and blown apart. What does that? Not lightning. You know, you know what a lightning tree hit. And bears can't. You know what I mean? No, well, we don't have bears down here in in, in lower Michigan and, and in southern in northern Michigan. The bears are in these areas. You know, they tend to be in the more swampy areas. We're talking about you know Jack Pine areas where my buddy has seen all kinds of weird stuff. You know, do you have a lot of ferns in in the woods? Yes, yeah, we got ferns. You got a Sasquatch in your woods, brother. <laughs> we got we well, the the weirdest that, thing. The weirdest thing is rocks. That's kind of linked to the the Sasquatch, dude. That's like it has something to do with their environment. Where is he going in the winter, man? Here, dude. Here, dude. Dude, it's cold in the winter, dude. You're talking. It'll kill you. Oh, it gets cold up here too in the mountains, dude. Um, I would assume they look at how hairy they are. They could probably they could probably hang in the snow. You know what I mean? Hey, um, we got rotting jewels in the chat, and if I am not mistaken, that is that's Dana. Dana. Yeah. What's Dana happening, Buda. Dana? Good evening, Dana. She's killing it right now, dude. Oh, She's putting out man. such good material. It's unbelievable. 
I had her on Unbelievable. the show. It was, it was, it was dynamite. Uh, hey, I'm, uh, you know what? I'm glad she's coming on our shows to do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, this is the thing, the word integrity. You know, I, I went off about that yesterday in my report about being having integrity, you know, and, and, and that's the thing that we're trying to maintain, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, when you're, when you're not uh, affluent, right, you're doing this. I'm taking time out of my life to do this. Yeah. Right? I'm not doing this to make money or, or, or think that I'm going to make money. I'm doing this because I, I like talking to you gentlemen and people like you and people like Dana and people like Monica Perez and Absolutely. Griffith and talk to, you know, Don Jeffries and David Knight, Tony, all these people I get to talk to. Right. Yeah. Called guard Goldsmith. Yeah. And I guess, that, I guess that's my pay. That's that, that I can't ask for more. Right. No, I, you know, dude, that's what I like doing about this, about doing this uh, podcasting stuff, dude. We got, we have some really smart people coming onto our shows and I learned from that. You know what I mean? I mean, um, that, that's great. I, I, that's why like when Dana comes on and, and she just tells her, you know, the stuff that she's been researching, I'm cool with that, man, because that's what I want her to get that stuff out. I, I know some of it's a little grim or whatever, but Hey, we got to hear about this stuff, man. If we well, don't learn is, about it, we'll never be able to stop it, you know? Absolutely. And she, the thing about Dana is she's well-learned on many other things. Oh, I absolutely. On my show. I wanted to kind of, like, pick her brain a little bit, and uh, there's there was no end. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was no end. I could have kept on. Um. Okay. So, Chris, what's going on, brothers? Uh, did you drain the weasel? Whoa, that was bold. <laughs> Hey, we, we do dirty jokes on this show. You're all right, brother. I apologize <laughs> to the ladies in the crowd. I am so sorry. I get, I, 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 you know, this is guy talk. I don't know. <laughs> I'm blushing. That's awesome. <laughs> you okay, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to explain something to you. Vince Agnelli is in the chat. And one of those smart people we were talking about, right? Yes, he, sir. That guy is that wow. And yeah, he, I'm trying. He, we're he, trying to he, get him on. He blessed me with this book from 1960. Well, let me see. This is a sociology oh, yeah. book from. And and this is the, this is the thing. You know what this book is? This book is the key, dude. The key to the uh, the mind, the social engineering. This is uh, from 1977. It looks like okay, but this is the key to the mind engineering here. And he said, look at this picture on page 465, and I'll try to show it to you. I will try. Okay. There's a picture of a handsome young lad from the 70s kissing. Uh, is that uh, – those are two men, aren't they? Isn't it? Uh, let me uh, – That's yeah, what it looks like. Men. So that's two men kissing. Okay. Yeah, that's what that is. And it says, young men kissing would be considered deviant by most Americans, but it's not against the law. I guess that's what he's trying to point out. Since much behavior may be perceived as deviant, any proper understanding of phenomenon will necessarily be a sophisticated one. So I imagine in this book, dude, what he's trying to point out is that the things that we're normalizing, dude, are deviant things, and that's going to affect how we, how we interact with each other between the men and the women, you know? Our behavior is deviant from the very, the very uh, beginning. Vince, is that what you wanted? 
The whole chapter is designed to soft shoe deviants. So this is what the people are learning is what Vince's point is, is that deviance is okay, right? That's like I can do whatever I want thing if it makes me feel good, which goes back to the sex thing that we're, we're walking around thinking sex is an activity to have yeah. fun and to be pleasurable and now not, we're used and not an activity of love and special and giving yourself away and, and taking something in, okay? It, it's now an activity of like well, having... Now we're getting into the uh, realm of pedophilia and things are trying to normalize the, uh, cannibalism even <laughs> yeah but this is going up been going on for thousands of years has it not well yeah and vince is pointing out that that book that course and what they, they teach to this day is the core course for if you want to get a degree in college you have to learn that take that sociology class Got yeah. you. thank you vince so in other words, you're going to learn it when you go to college is what you basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're, yeah. If you're going to get it, which that's what well, I even had it in high school, 20 years ago, sociology class. Yep. Well, how many of our leaders have read the, the, the uh, communist manifesto? And then they sit there and say, well, it didn't affect me any. Well, look at what's going on in the United States right now. Right. So yeah, they're reading these books, dude. And yeah, they're putting these, they're implementing these things that they read in the books. Yeah. You know, well, dude, if we're not careful, we're going to be a bunch of commies here in the United States, man. Well, yeah, no, you know, it's common. And hopefully people are, I, look, this is, um, uh, this tripped me out on 4th of July. Um, we, we've always lit off fireworks here at our house just because we don't really like to go deal with crowds and it's more family for us to, you know, be out in the street and blow our stuff up. But what I noticed this year is uh, way more people in my neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods were lighting way more fireworks off. Um, so it, it kind of woke me up a little bit. I was like, well, this has never happened before. You know what I mean? And then my wife came over and said, hey, Tom, did you notice that there's a lot of people lighting off fireworks this year? And I said, yeah, babe, I do. So... I think people are starting to wake up just a little bit more than what we think. Um, it may not be on the same level as us because we're we think we're critical thinkers and we think what about what's being you know thrown at us. Um, maybe and they're not quite on our level yet, but I think they're starting to come around. Um, I, I hope they are. You know what I mean? Um, I, I believe in humanity. I believe in people. I think we. I think we can. We can better this. You know what I mean? I think we can. One, one last caveat for Vince. I'd like to point something out. He pointed it out. And I, I, I knew this because I've gotten about halfway through this book. Um, they, glorify, they glorify Mr. Marx here. Yeah. So, you know, you know where they're coming from. And where does, where does communism come from? It comes from these rich people. All these elites. They're the ones who push this. You know what I mean? This isn't some underground thing that was made up by some common person. You know what I mean? Look into the back background of Mark, of the, the guy that wrote that book. Oh, I you know. know. <laughs> he well, wasn't some poor kid out on the street. Well, this is this is what irritates. This is the thing. No matter what you look at these guys, you look at Marx, you look at um, John Maynard Keynes, you look at the Rothschild, you look at, you know, all the, all the names, Okay. And you look at the things that have happened in history. 
And you go way back hundreds of years. And they're doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again, all the way back to Plato. Okay, all the way back to the Roman Empire. There's, you know, there's all kinds of this, this thinking happens, this central thinking, this commune thinking, this pleasure thinking, this, and it, and it goes into crumble. It goes into decay, right? And then the, 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 the central planners usually are the ones standing. They're always the ones left standing. They're always the ones left with their pockets full, right? Of course. If it's not a, a total ruin of Roman civilization like, like that, right? Crumbling buildings and all that. Then it's someone walked away with land. Someone walked away with power. Someone walked away with a lot of goodies, right? Same with this. Same with what they're doing now. This banking collapse, all this stuff. Someone will walk away with all the spoils. Of course. You know? Well, that's, and, well, that's why they do this. You know what I mean? They got they got to play this out to make it look you know like oh it was all the people's fault you know what I mean like they they're putting all this this pollution and the green agenda or whatever on the people it's all our fault we fart too much you know what I mean or the cows fart too much I come on already you know what I mean too much so yeah whatever you know um I'm I'm just I hope people are waking up is what I'm trying to say um I think they slowly are. Um, it needs to happen a little bit faster. Um, we need to start sticking up for ourselves. Quit listening to all these people that are bringing us down. You know? Should Bouncer and I have a late night trip to go buy me ice cream? I want ice cream now. What kind of ice cream, it. dude? Huh? What yeah. kind of ice cream? Well, it would have to be Hagen Doss or something like that. Have you ever had Kit Kat ice cream? No, I won't eat it because it's got bioengineered food ingredient in it. Oh, I'm sure all of the ice cream does, dude. No, no, no. You have to eat, no. You know what the most delicious ice cream to get on that subject is French gourmet ice cream. Now, it's about $8 a quart, but if you ever have the extra $8 to spend on the French gourmet ice cream, it's so silky and smooth. Yeah, my, my wife buys the hand-churned ice cream. Oh, yeah, no, that's good stuff, too. Yeah. Wow. I like the Italian ice cream. Well, that, that's all Grandpa can eat. I think can't, have a, can't have a lot of sugar, so is it Car, somebody said Carvel. I've never had Carvel ice cream. That's good stuff. I is like it? The, the chocolate crunchies. Yeah. Well, back in the day, um, what was it? Is it? Uh, Dairy Queen used to be pretty good, but their their ice cream's all fake now. So. You guys want to want to check out something real quick? Yeah. Absolutely. What you got? I got uh, ten crazy CIA operations that actually happened. Nice. Here we go. All right, this is at uh, Hub Pages. Ten crazy uh, CIA operations that actually happened. Here we go. We got number one. Furry, cat. furry little spies, the acoustic kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what did they do to the cat? If I, if I remember correctly, I think they uh, mind controlled the thing. No, they put a microphone in this cat. Yeah, oh, there's another one, dude. They made a remote control cat. That's right. This this might be it. Or no, see, yeah, they put a microphone in in a cat, and they bugged a cat and set it loose. This is too crazy to fail. Project Acoustic Kitty was named such because the idea of the plot was to implant a small recording device into yes, into a cat, and let it roam the area. Operatives were known to frequent. Take a second to absorb that. The CIA put a microphone in a cat. 
and it was uh, an effort to listen in on the Kremlin and other Soviet operatives elsewhere in the 1960s. The project is the brainchild sorry. of the Directorate of Science and Technology. Now I really dislike the CIA even more. <sighs> yeah. Leave the cats alone, man. <laughs> Well, well, Tom, this Leave the dogs might, and the cats alone. <laughs> this, this one might yeah, tickle your fancy a little bit more, okay? Okay. Operation Midnight Climax. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> starting, starting sometime in the 1950s, the CIA was studying the effects of lysyric acid, or LSD, and other substances. Testing took place in many areas from San Francisco through New York. Seems legit so far. So where is the crazy? Prostitutes paid by the CIA lured unsuspecting potential customers to the CIA safe houses where they were unknowingly dosed with the substance being tested. Were being testing that day. CIA operatives then watched from concealment and noted the effects. On the bright side, some benefits were to be gained from these experiments. To include spawning further research on sexual blackmail, surveillance techniques, and use of mind-altering substances in other areas of CIA operation. These guys are great. Well, that one doctor uh, Dana was talking about was behind that shit, right? Yeah, yep, yep. And, and, uh, and uh, the one guy wrote in his book about that, too. That chaos. Was, uh, yeah, yeah chaos. Yeah, I was wrong. It wasn't cat, dude. It was how the CIA used brain surgery to make six remote-controlled dogs. So there you have it. Wow. That's right, at, right from Newsweek. And then we got Operation Mockingbird, which we've heard quite a bit about. Again, right. in the 1950s, the CIA had another interesting operation going. In such, the CIA had operatives work their way into positions within the media. At first, Mockingbird started with just a few magazines to see if they could influence material huh. and read the CIA's viewpoint. After meeting some success in the project, it was expanded wildly. In 1966, Ramparts Magazine ran an article exposing the program, showing the money trail to the world and spawning a congressional investigation by the time it was finally shut down by Congress in the 1970s, it wasn't shut down. The influence was so expansive as to include several foreign media installments as well. Wow. Yeah. MK Ultra. I think we all know about that one, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see if we get a Operation Northwoods. We know about that one, too. Let's get a, a little lesser known ones here. Operation Mongoose, which is tied specifically to... Uh, to the John F. Kennedy assassination. That was another plan to get uh, Castro out of Cuba. And Operation Paperclip. Are you guys familiar with that? Yes, uh, sir. Okay, that was uh, the Allies splitting up the remaining Nazi scientists and bringing them back to form things like NASA. Or was it those Nazis just wanted to come here? Uh, that's a possibility too. I, I I'm not buying the fact that uh, I think that I think everybody was in on this man. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you, Ron. Uh, I'll tell you something right now that's actually current going on. There's a fifth Indiana Jones movie that's in theaters right as I speak. Did, are you guys aware of that? Yeah. 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 The main character, the main villain, 
is based on Warner Von Braun, who was in Operation Paperclip, and he was instrumental in starting NASA um, right. in the 1960s. And the whole idea behind the movie is that this Von Braun-type character is trying to get the uh, a, the Dial of Destiny, which is uh, an ancient... Uh, uh, I can't pronounce them right now, but Archimedes, you ever heard of that? Yes. Uh, apparently created the dial and apparently, I keep saying apparently, huh? That was considered like one of the first computers. It's yeah. supposed to create, within the uh, within the reality of the story, it's supposed to create rifts in time. So oh. This, this Von Braun type character is trying to go back and win World War II for the Nazis. So Got that's, you. that's the plot. And there's time travel in an Indiana Jones movie. So interesting. Operation Gold. I have never heard of this before. The CIA worked with British intelligence agencies in West Berlin in order to intercept Russian transmissions and phone calls in East Berlin during the 1950s. While most of the more conventional plans were failing, they received a tip about a very important communications line run. 18 inches under a busy street just 200 meters from the Berlin Wall. The plan was to build a tunnel 20 feet below street level. The CIA built a warehouse with a specially built and unconventionally deep basement for use as the staging area and began work on the tunnel. This tunnel spanned 450 meters uh, or 1,476 feet then turned upward and allowed them to tap into the valuable communications line. They did actually complete the tunnel and the project. This one is putting me to sleep, gentlemen. Um, Hold on a second, Chris. I want to give a little shout out to Poison Alice from AM Wake Up. Thanks for coming in and watching. Here's one that I came across uh, twice. They did this with Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein. The CIA has made adult movies. Were you guys aware of this? No. Here's one that is much more recent. With the global war on terror in full swing and the invasion of Iraq quickly approaching in 2003, the CIA was searching for a way to turn the average Joe in the Middle East against not only Saddam Hussein, but also Osama bin Laden. They decided to make sex tapes with the above men engaged with young boys and spread them via the internet to the Middle East audience. Thankfully, the plan was swept under the rug after realizing what is considered taboo here isn't always taboo in other cultures. In fact, homosexuality isn't taboo, nor is it taboo to treat someone much younger, as young as 13 at times, in Iraq or some other Middle Eastern countries. I remember during my time in Iraq, an Iraqi soldier once explained to me that in their culture, women were for love and procre- procreation, while men were for fun. <laughs> Not quite what I expected to hear in a land where almost everything is driven by religion. It sounds like Rome to me, brother. They were having sex with women to have kids and sex with boys to have a good time. Well, it says there was one tape that was actually made, though. A video of Osama sitting around a campfire with some of his men, sipping on liquor and discussing his exploits with young boys. Almost seems the video was made as a joke rather than an attempt at defaming bin Laden. 
And this is, your, ta this is your tax dollars, folks. Right, right. Uh, Zeister uh, quadruple one is having an aneurysm over here. Unfrickin' real. We're paying for this shit, too. Not only are we paying for it, but your progeny, your great-grandchildren at this point, because the gyps the snake-headed gypsy tip members <laughs> of the Federal Reserve are to have their you know, money-creating machine going. That's Sorry. Right. No, you're right. We will yeah. never pay that debt off, dude. They are the producers of all, all of the things that we are we're going over here. They are the producers of all the social engineering. They are the head of the snake. Yeah. I know. Uh, Poison Alice says the CIA also made jihadist textbooks for Afghanistan school children. Yes, ma'am. In the 1980s. Yeah, they're the ones who promote the CIAers that promoted the whole Wahhabism or whatever they whatever you call it. Um, they weren't doing any of that stuff until the CIA came in and started bringing this stuff in. So they're the ones who made. I know a lot of Muslim Muslims, and and I know I've studied their religion, and there's different sects of Muslim, and there's Shia, and there's Sunnah, and there's Ali White, and there's Wahhabist, and there's all these different sects, and or or or, or denominations, if you want to use that word. And I'm going to have. I had a. a you know, he's no. He doesn't go to. Uh, um, what do they call that? What do they call that when they go to church? Something different. But he doesn't go to that anymore. But he's very learned in the Muslim religion. And he explained it to me. And I'm like, you know what? I have a lot of Christian listeners who are ignorant of the Muslim religion. Are you talking about mosques? Yeah. Well, um, they call it something. Oh, okay. Sorry. I can't remember what they call it uh, right. when they go. Call the prayer. That's what they prayer. call it. Yeah, prayer. And they get the rugs and everything. Yeah. yeah. And they go They go to the mosque and they pray. And usually here, you know, like church for them, I think it's on Friday. Yeah. And I think it's from like 12 to 3 or something like that, if I remember correctly. But for, and I think that's Sunna. I'm not sure about Shia. But um, anyway, the way that he explained the similarities between Judaism, Christianity, and, and, and the Muslim faith uh, was amazing. And, and it, it was like, wow, dude, you need to come on my, I got a, pod, a humble podcast. Please come on and explain this to my Christian viewers because <laughs> they need to hear this. That'd be you great. Know? Because the divide is there's just no reason for it. I know, I mean, in the Metro Detroit area is an extremely unique place. It's like a mixing pot, right? It, we have to, we don't have gangs here, and there's a reason. I think there's a, maybe some big, you know, Latin gangs like the mop, the Mexican mafia or something, but I, they're not like in the street, right? Right. Do you can't really get a gang around here because everybody's got to deal with each other. You know, the, that's why. So, like here in in Oregon, dude, we have the gang bangers here are like wannabes. You know what I'm saying? Because the heads up from California have told these fools, um, we're gonna use. So we have like a lot of uh, orange people that sell oranges, the the Hispanics, yeah. all over the place in Salem, dude. It's all money laundering, is what that is. Um, they're 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 connected with the the, the cartels. Ain't nobody yeah. buying oranges for $10 a bag from them, dude. Right. Um, right. Like, I go down the street, and there's a Mexican restaurant. Nobody goes there, but it's always open. Wow. So they, they don't want the cartels <laughs> and, and, and the, the higher-ups in, in the prisons. That's their business. They don't want that messed with. So they, yeah, they'll have a little bunch of little wannabe gangbangers here and there. But there ain't nothing serious. Right. You know what I mean? 
Uh, Poison Alice uh, in the chat says that they're all Abrahamic religions. Yes. Jesus is a prophet in Islam. He is a prophet, but also he is he is the Messiah. And Jesus does not come when he comes. Jesus comes. So in Islam, this is what he explained to me. And in, in the Sunnah belief that he's in, Jesus is still part of the like the Trinity, part of God, right? Yeah. And he came down here. He had his time, like they explain in the New Testament. And instead of instead of this is where it gets different. Instead of Jesus being crucified, the Lord said, you're not going to crucify my son. Okay. I'm going to put Judas on the cross instead. Okay. It's going to look like Jesus and everybody is going to think that Jesus got crucified and that's what's going to happen. And also their, their story ends a little bit more different than ours where the, our, you know, in the Bible revelations, Jesus comes and he defeats the Antichrist, right? Okay, and then um, he bows on one knee to God, and and you know the the people are saved, right? Yeah. In Islam, Jesus comes, he he defeats the Antichrist, right? But he doesn't bow on one knee; he just goes ascends back into heaven. So there's not, you know, and, and this is the way he explained it to me. And I mean, they were, he, these guys are from actually Palestine, um, their, their family. So, and it's funny because they're, they're Muslim and right. So there's Maha, the, you know, the wife, right. And then there's, you know, this other big guy, right. And, and he, he, he's, he's the husband. He's this big, gigantic Palestinian. I never seen a Palestinian this big. He's bigger than you, Tommy. He lifts weights, all this stuff. Great guy from the Bronx. Anyway, she runs the show. She yells at him. She's not wrapped up in a blanket or any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, she's wearing Prada because, you know, and, and that's how it is here. I mean, we have a huge Arabic population. We do have some that wear, you know, the hajib thing. We do have some that look dress up like we call them ninjas, right? And they look like ninjas. They're totally <laughs> head to toe, right? There is that. There is that sect. I think that's more Shia or yeah. more traditionalist on the Sunni side. But you don't, you know, you don't. Most of them, man, they're they're trying to like keep up with the Joneses. They're as American as apple pie, right? They're just like everybody else, man. They ain't trying to, they ain't trying to blow nobody up, man. <laughs> all right, Tom, Vince is all over my butt. Show, show Tom Cooper page one fifty eight. If I don't do that, he won't send me any more cannolis. So, I oh know. boy, you, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna dress you up as a cannoli. Or an eclair, and I'm going to send you to Neil Cavuto, and then we'll never hear from you again. <laughs> Holy cannoli. <clears throat> so, so I'm on page 158. 158 for Tom Cooper. Social differentiation. Social inequality is built from social <laughs> differentiation, the distinctions that all societies everywhere, with possible exception, a few very small preliterate groups make among their members. Anyways, I don't know why he wants me to show you this. He's not being specific enough. But maybe he'll let us know. He's, he's too busy laughing now about the canola. <laughs> Well, thanks, Vince. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be going to the store at 11 o'clock at night, ain't I? Well, you don't let us. No, I'm hungry. Food. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I got. I'm like, we're talking about all these great foods. Yeah. Um, <coughs> what was I going to say? Um, so, is it vanilla? Oh, that you're going to get picture. 
Rockefeller's in the picture. So here's the picture. Okay. And he's yep. he's handing a little boy a coin. Okay. I've seen this. Okay. Vince, I, I have a question for Vince. Um, have the Rockefellers always been the Rockefellers, or have they changed their name throughout the years? Heard this. Um, because the Rockefellers, or uh, sorry, the Rothschilds were Bowers before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. This is an excellent book that Vince gave me. He's got a lot of things highlighted too. Vince is a trooper. Vince wants to spread the truth. That's why we want him to come back. Come on our show, man. I, dude, I love li listening to Vince talk. He's always got good things to say. You know what I mean? Always. Hangry Tiger. <laughs> That's, six. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hangry Tiger. <laughs> he said, I don't want a Snickers. I want ice cream. <laughs> yeah. That does not compute, Bert. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. So, Chris. Yes. Uh, X, Exter, it's the other, the second Bauer. Like Exter, is that how you say that? I'm an idiot. I, I'm not sure. I might have said it wrong. I'm a Libra. <laughs> I'm a Libra. <laughs> I'm a Libra. Come on, Vince. I'm waiting. Vine loves listening to Vince talk. <laughs> We know, Vince. We know. No worries. I like there's someone you wrong. <laughs> so do do most any? Uh, you know what Rothschilds for, right? Red Shield. So when yeah. you see the, the the Red Cross, that's yep. all backed by the Roth. All that by them. Yeah. No, yeah. the Red Cross. Yeah. All, the, yeah, dude. And this is philanthropy. The, <laughs> philanthropists. The, no, they're right. altruists. Too, yeah, <laughs> yep, they're altruists. Hey, Tiger, what do you got going on for shows next week? You got any plans? I, um, yes. I think, I think the last week of July we have our addiction okay. special going on. I, um, I don't know, Vince, that's why I was asking. We reset to Jack Allen, uh, said that you guys should have a conversation, and I would love to hear and see it. That would be nice. That would that would be nice. I did reach out to Jack Allen. Um, I've reached out to a couple of people, and and this is the thing. You know, we've got so much going on. At, I I, I want to start breaking things down on the show. I think I'm going to start doing a little bit more man on the street and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it's just we got a lot going on. So we need to offer our viewers and ourselves a little bit of a uh, a, a reprieve, or when we do talk about these things like we talked about tonight or like dana and i had a very dark conversation for a whole hour yes. right um we need to offer some kind of of hope or some kind of something for ourselves and for the people who view us you know and that's what i'm really trying to shape the tiger's den into is something that the tiger's den specifically is something that that is uh, um not only informative but you know will motivate and self-improve. And I, I'm not saying, oh, I'm some self-improvement coach or a motivator. I, I, I'm saying these things to me as I'm saying them to you. Well, that's why uh, Tom and I started this, because I needed uh, some kind of comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Where's Mama oh, Tiger? Mama Tiger. <laughs>
You think Mama Tiger will ever make her uh, big screen debut? No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, she's probably Whoa. like my wife. <laughs> she don't want to be on screen. <laughs> no way. <laughs> hey, so nice. ha have you heard of Esoteric Eddie? I've heard that name. No, I haven't, but wait a minute. I have a call out for everyone. Ooh, okay. Six. Six, are you listening? For the Tigers, then, I need a special call. Mr. Vince, you're already in on this. Um, and let's not mention any other names, you two gentlemen above me, okay? Because you know other people are going to be interested in this, but I'm not sure if they want to be mentioned. And okay. they're yep. my friends, so I don't want to. Yep. But EMF, I want people who know a lot about this stuff. I want to build a panel. I, I don't, I, you know, we, I can, I, I think I can host up to 10. What is it? 10 people, Chris, we can host up to. I believe so. The more yeah. the merrier. If you guys have a suggestion, I've tried look out for Charlie and there's another religious guy. I can't, he's a little bit religious, um, more, which nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to identify the guy um, who, who, who knows a lot about, it. I reached out to these two guys for a couple of months now and, and I'm a pretty persistent fellow, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get them. So I want to look into our local community and maybe outside of our local community, some of the viewers know about, or maybe, you know, I got, we got poison Alice from AM wake up in there. You know, I humbly, humbly giving a shout out to her and asking her, if you guys know any experts on EMF, we really want to dig into this because it's not being picked up by everybody and it's right. a major problem. And actually I was a guest on a show this morning. Is it all right? If I mentioned the shows, has oh, absolutely. Been, has it been released yet? What are you yeah, doing? it was released. I was on Nights of the Storm this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking about geoengineering, right, right? right? And I was mentioning how all these oxides are involved in this geoengineering. And when you mm -hmm. see the word oxide on the end of a chemical name, it means oxid oxidizer usually. And it's usually nine times out of ten, not in all cases. All right, I'm not a chemistry expert, right. but uh, it's, it's a metal. Yeah. So you have all these frequencies, you have all this metal, these metal, fine metal particles in the air, these high and low EMF radiation frequencies, you got all this stuff going on. And there's people whose lives are shit because of this. And, and I think they need to be recognized and I think they need some validation. And I think we need uh, as many experts as we can get on mm -hmm. to, to not only validate them, but maybe let's come up with some kind of idea to help people uh, relieve this a little bit, right? Yeah. Good idea. So I think you should get Alice on your uh, poison. Alice on your. She's just mentioned that she's done some research on that. Should probably be good to have on your if, panel. If she's willing, I, I would. I would be honored. Well, here's Alice. the thing: is me and Chris would like to get her and Steve on our show at some point. We'd like to collaborate with them. Uh, we've been watching their show lately. Um, so it's a, it's it's you know that shows a little more up mine and chris's alley i'm an anarchist steve's an anarchist so you know what i mean like it's uh into punk what am I? What he's into punk yeah yeah liver over here no 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 no, no, no not at all yeah, no. steve's all into the old early punk and the metal and the thrash and stuff yeah, yeah. So, I mean, shit, maybe we could do a panel show with them on some music or, you know, yeah, bite guard or, you know what I mean? Guard in there get up, uh, get up. Uh, be an anarchist, too. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, the, I mean, anything the government does, it needs force to use, right? Yes. So I don't agree with governments. I think smaller, loose governments like we had in the frontier times were the, the way communities. to go. Yeah, communities. Yeah, smaller communities. Yeah. Look, I, look I, I believe in 150 people per community, and you have a sheriff. If something goes wrong, everyone from yeah. the communities comes discuss with the sheriff what the problem is, and then we handle it. 
Right. And no alphabet agencies allowed. Yeah. And no, we're not calling no. for violence either, by the way. No, 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 no. No, no, out there. no, 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 no. No need for that. No violence. And for all the conservatives, all the conservatives whose underwear is getting tight as we talk about <laughs> anarchy. Um, a, a, a extreme, the extremity of conservatism is anarchy, and we're not talking about like, oh, the anarchists that you see on TV that they like to label the anarchists, which are a bunch of crazy lefties, and they're not. They're not. I don't even think they're a bunch of crazy lefties. I think they're a bunch of psyop CIA, co-intel, <laughs> you know, zombie boys out there doing it for the money. Around with magnetic, uh, you know, sex toys stuck in their butt that lights up and makes them fly around like fetties. You had, did you get that. my dream journal? Dude, somebody posted a picture of some Antifa people that were had been arrested. Oh god. And I was like, dude, these people look like nothing but fucking clowns. They all had different colored hair and none of them looked they all looked like there was something wrong with them. You know yeah, what I mean? You got an eight ball of crack cocaine. Can you well, do Maybe nice not even that, me? but but like maybe nice mentally. Me? You know what I mean? These well, people they, don't know what anarchy is. I'm old school. They have no clue. Well, they do get the dupes, you know. They get them from just like people. most people don't know what the word fascism is. Yeah, I seen a girl on Twitter the other day. She's a she's a liberal, you know, um, and she was she was saying that oh yeah, Biden's a terrible president, but if Trump gets back in, it's going to be fascism. So I'm going to vote for Biden again. And it's they, like, bitch, you don't even know what you're talking dude, about. You don't even know what fascism is. is. Dictionary, brother. They did, yeah. Let them change it. Dude, I was in a uh, in a place where normal people were normal people where regular people were talking about the vaccine the other day, dude. And they changed the de- they knew the new definition of immunization and the vaccine, but they changed it. Yeah, they, they did during the lockdown. Yeah, yep. they changed a lot of stuff, wording, so they could get away with their their BS, man. Yeah, because now a vaccine is not supposed to prevent the thing; it's just to lessen the. Uh, yeah, well, that's not what they were telling us from that, the get-go, right? That enrages me. These words, that's why I say on my show all the time, words are so important. They are wordsmiths. They are word, they're word crafters is what they are, alchemists yeah. of the word. They take the vernacular and twist it, and, and it's horrible because they know how powerful words are. And that's absolutely really angers me. You know? yeah. And people, we're not taught in school. We don't get a classical education anymore. How important words really are. So that was what I was going to say earlier. Um, in, in like schools in like Finland and stuff like that, dude, when kids go to school, they only do about two hours of learning. The rest of the four hours, the six hours they are there, they're social learning how to socialize with other kids and how to communicate and how to talk with each other and not be rude assholes. You know what I mean? This is what we do not do in the United States. And this is why our kids are a bunch of punks. They don't listen to their parents, you know? Yeah. So well, there's, a, there's a lot of changes we need to make here in the United States. And I think it's going to have to start with some with in the school system. We got to take yeah. our school systems back, period. The parents got to go into the school. It. It, there you go. Whatever we got to do. This is where you know? I guess we might veer away from things. This is where I, I, I have a, a, a thing about being responsible and letting people live by by their own fire, I guess, right? Everyone has a fire in them. Everything, this allegory is very important. Everything is, is a fire to it. And everyone has a fire in them. 
And that fire, you can take fire and you can destroy your things with it. Your life you can be out of control, right? Or you can take it and you can cook food and you can heat your home and you can eat your spirit and you can eat your, yourself with it. When you take society and you start taking people and giving them things and making life easy for them, because I believe in what we call the power process, right? We as individuals must go through <laughs> a certain amount of mental and physical struggle or challenge throughout the day to feel satisfied and like we have completed goals or made progress towards a goal. We don't have that anymore that has been taken away from us. Even the jobs that we hate to go do, even our, our laborious jobs that like we, you and I do, Tom, they're a comparison a lot easier physically than what it would take to survive in the beginning of like building a ranch or a homestead or something like that, more natural of a life. Your right. brain would be more active. You know how to do plumbing. I know how to do what I do, right? So we know how to do these things. When you're hunting, you're gathering, you're gardening, you're having challenges thrown at you every day. They're not unpredictable things. You have to deal with unpredictable things. You're, you're, you're thrown to the wolves and you either are going to build a fire. The fire you have in you is going to nurture you or it's going to burn yourself down. So you got to give people that chance to fail. To I hate to say it, to get sick, to get hungry, to have to cry, to have to like feel like crap, to suffer to get strong again, just like ripping up a muscle and rebuilding it. And that's been taken away from us. We don't fulfill our power process. And we have all this idle stuff in us, this hole, a lot of drug addicts to tell me this. I have a hole I'm trying to fill. I have a hole. It's a deviance, you know, all the deviant behavior from the, the child stuff to drug use to, you know, the sexual stuff, all the stuff we've been talking about. It's yeah. because we're not fulfilling this power process and we're trying to fill it with surrogate activities. Yes. Uh, done that. Perfect. I like that. Thank That's, you, sir. Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. You know, uh, my wife says it. That we don't have skills. If you were to put me out into the woods, I wouldn't be able to survive right now, AT. You got to change that, Tom. Yeah, no, I know. I have to learn all that, you know. I'm a city boy, dude. I would love to be a redneck or a hillbilly. Get away from all this shit. You know what I mean? That's That's my goal. That's my plan. I'm I don't want, I don't want to I'm do mixed. this anymore. I got I got mixed. You know, I'm not a hillbilly or a redneck, but I got interested in nature. Yeah, so, well, whatever you you know, whatever you want to. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, throw. What are you trying to do, sir? I to don't do? know. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I I just have a lot of respect for people that live out in the mountains and can take care of themselves and stuff. You know what I mean? Because really, that's what we should all be trying to learn. None <laughs> yeah. of this other crap because it, it yeah, doesn't really pain. Are, People will be heartless. Just call me heartless because I don't like welfare. You, you're enslaving someone. That's a chain. That's a, that's a, you know, you know, it's yeah. like feeding a wild animal. You can't feed a wild animal. He'll die sooner or later. It's you know. Well, if you, you let him back out in the wild, absolutely. Yeah, if he's sick or something, you find you feed him once, and you send him on his way. You can't keep feeding him because then he won't know how to survive. He becomes dependent. Well, that's right? the thing, is if you're gonna want something, you're gonna have to learn something. So. If you're going to get, if, if, if there's a, I have no problems with helping a, a single mom with kids, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, we should be teaching her, giving her a way to learn some skills so she doesn't have to depend on that anymore. And we don't do that here in America. You know, we just put, yeah, yeah you can get on welfare and, or whatever, and you can stay on welfare as long as you keep having kids or whatever the case may be. There's no, there's nothing for these women or, other people that are on welfare 
to learn skills. They're not learning anything. Well, right. And how did we get there? Right. See, and we, we fight about these problems and this is the problem. I'm a compound guy. When I read the Bible, when I look at textbooks, I look at the details and then I come up with one, what, what's the, the compound meaning of all this, this stuff. Right. Instead of trying to like pick it apart and like do all this crap. Right. So compound, we've got the problem of this. The single mom is a great thing. You know, we need to support her and, and, and help her out. A commu- that problem wouldn't be as large as it is if, if we had all the other problems we just discussed the family the communities are huge there is no feeling of community there isn't no any. responsibility for your neighbor there's no selflessness right so without those things we we get to this stupid problem where we've got some woman you know in the city somewhere she can't feed herself so someone <laughs> has to step in and feed her because the church isn't doing it her neighbors aren't doing it and we've removed the mail from the house because of all this social engineering and we've got this massive problem and it goes back all the way back to the control. Right. Yeah. Well, that was by design to get the mail, you know, uh, welfare was designed to get the mail out of the, out of the family. Yes. Because that's what they tell you. The mail can't be there. If if you want to get welfare. Vince is is great. Look at this. He says two sixty five picture Franco. It says small families have more to eat. <laughs> there you go. Do we have any more shout outs in the uh, chat room? What? Well, let's see here. We got Poison Alice. I, um, I actually, Poison Alice said something that was excellent. Um, and I kind of, I can't, I can't, I, I agree with her. I feel the same way. She said, it took me almost 43 years before I felt I was finally on the right path in life. And the synchronicities have, have been through the roof over the past year. I, I, I feel the same way, Poison Alice. And you know what? I haven't gotten anything, you know, uh, physical out of any, any of the synchronicities, but I have got maintained spiritual and intellectual leaps and bounds. I'm satisfied. Absolutely. Um, who else? We got J.B. Morrison. He's, you know. Hey, I, I, I want to say, I know there's a difference between rednecks and hillbillies. Sorry about that, JB. <laughs> I wasn't, I was just using those as references. Because <laughs> no, uh, I don't. I, what, I don't is, what is the difference? Uh, rednecks are punk trash. You guys ain't rednecks. <laughs> no, hillbillies are, hillbillies are different. Ridge runner, hillbilly. Uh, we have the term in Michigan too, hillbilly. Um, and actually I would, I would consider my father would be an Italian hillbilly cause he was from the Hills of Italy he hunted, he fished, he did things hillbilly, you know, what they say hillbillies do. Right, right. I guess it's just somebody that lives out in the country and, you know, farms and, you know, lives in the Hills and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong right. with that. Well, gentlemen, we came to the two hour mark. And, Perfect. Uh, Hey, just want to say uh, thanks to everybody in the chat room. Thanks yeah, for watching. Thank you, everybody. And, we appreciate uh, it. Mr. Uh, Angry Tiger, we're... Uh... Yeah, we appreciate him coming on our show oh, tonight, yeah. too. Absolutely. Oh, guys, it was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. I mean, you, have I just... any, you have any special, uh, specific uh, Substack uh, topics you got coming up? Um, not really, man. I really need to get on my Substack writing. You know what, Mr. Cooper, bro- brother Tom, I'm going to ask you to remind me about that. Write a Substack article this week, Mr. okay? Frank. But I don't. But you can catch me on uh, on Substack. I do post all my videos, and if you're interested in finances, I, I do have the Tiger and Snake Financial Report uh, on on Fridays at 4 p.m. live. 
Um, I do. I break down. I watch the markets. I watch the banks, um, and and that you know, I watch the producer, the compound, you know, the the big picture, and 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 we've we've decoded a way for the little guy to kind of know what's going on, right? Look out for that big collapse that's coming, all that stuff. So I stay on top of that stuff, and I try to have fun, and I lose my temper, but it's a lot of fun. Um, so 4 p.m. Eastern time, I'm on Twitter and now Angry Tigers Den, Rumble, Angry Tigers Den. I'm on all TNP platforms. Um, so check that out. You can find me there the easiest. So sure, donation. Uh, hey, and everybody in the audience and everybody that's going to rewatch this and all the people in the chat, God bless you. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Thank you, sir. Is there Thank a donation you. site that people can help your efforts? Uh, pardon me, sir. Is there a, a place that people can donate for you to uh, help? Yeah, you if you go to my Twitter, Angry Tigers Den, there's a link tree, and you know you can hit me up on the PayPal. Okay. Um, that that would be the best way to donate for sure. Yeah, and, and you know what, my donations, they're gonna like. I want a new mic, right? I want a, a mixing board so I can. Yeah. I want to improve the show and the quality of my production. So it's not like I'm trying to make money off of this. It's just a. You know, yeah, you want to put out a quality this. product. Yeah, yeah, the more people are watching me, the more I, I want to put out a higher quality product so we can spread the word, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that just uh, makes for uh, more high-profile guests, more exposure, you know, get the word out. All right, AT, uh, stay right there, okay? And same with you, Tom, as I uh, end the, the broadcast. Uh, good night, everybody. And, uh, oh, for one second. Thanks, Alice. Um, I'm going to be sending you uh, an email here. We'd like to get together with you and oh, Steve yeah. and work something out. Yeah, and in that email, ask uh, Alice, I'm asking your permission if, uh, if they can somehow get us in contact, if it's okay with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. And uh, All right. check, check out uh, Mr. Cooper and uh, Mr. Harps tomorrow morning at some oh yeah that'd be awesome i'm gonna go into uh, an article about the btk killer and the possible uh that being a cover story for uh political murders wow that sounds interesting and what i mean by that before i do and the thing um bear with me uh folks um this was from an uh, an interview from uh, a magazine with uh, the late the late Dave McGowan, and it's just a little taste for tomorrow morning. Here's a sneak preview. You believe another killing, that of the Otero family in 1974, may have also had military connections. You suggest the so-called BTK serial killer was a legend created after the fact to cover up the true motive for the slaughter of the family, right? Dave goes on to say, yes, that does appear to be the case, but that is far from being an unusual situation. Yet another motivation for the CIA slash FBI's creation of the serial killer mythos is to provide a handy way for the state to disguise politically motivated assassinations as random motiveless killings. Wow. We'll go into that tomorrow because Dave McGowan was all into the whole serial killer phenomenon being a social engineered thing, kind of like the hippie movement in uh, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. So, uh, yeah, check us out tomorrow morning. And uh, I'll probably go into some of the um, evidence that shows that the D.C. sniper case in 2002 could very well have been a cleanup team of 9-11 Pentagon witnesses and not so random as well. So on that note, 
Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for watching. Get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. A woman from Mars. Or Venus. I want to do a woman from Venus. With a 32 and a half inch wheel. <laughs> <laughs>